Guardian, we've picked up a high-gain transmission. Origin point is somewhere along the coast, near the Cosmodrome. What is up, Guardians? This is Cosmodrome Radio, broadcasting on all frequencies from here to the, uh, to Kaido's flagship, apparently, because we have Iron Banner this week. If you are not in the the, uh, the streets of these different maps, busting it out, and we're back to old school Iron Banner for those who thought we were still playing Fortress and don't know how to capture points, please make sure you're capturing points. <laughs> Um, but this is Cosmodrome Radio, the podcast all about Destiny 2 and the, and the great things about it. You can follow us on Twitter at Cosmodrome Radio. You can listen to this podcast pretty much everywhere, whether it be um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Amazon Music, and Audible. You check us out there. Um, everywhere you can possibly think of, sort of SoundCloud, because SoundCloud doesn't like us. Um, but it's fine. <laughs> um, you can check us out everywhere else but SoundCloud. I'll make that joke. Um, but you know, oh, you like if you had you just cannot seem to find us, you can go to cosmodromeradio.com and find us there. All the links for everything are there as well. So definitely look there as well. Um, my name is Panda the Paladin. To my left, we have the the person who's just been like warring with people on Twitter as of late, um, and doesn't and, and they just be fighting in these streets. Tower, how you doing? God. You <laughs> like I'm going like actively going after people. just like curb stomping people on Twitter. No, 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 no. We don't curb stop here. We throw chonclas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I I am a mom. I live up to my name. I'm doing good, Panda. How are you, honey? I'm alright. It's been a pretty good day so far. Iron Banner has been sweaty. And please, please capture points, people. I'm begging you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to gild my seal for the third time. I, I need you to capture points, please. It's I'm like banking moats and gambit. Just freaking do it. Like people think it's clash. It's not clash. It's very frustrating, but it's fine. Um, then um, alchemy is not going to be here this evening. He is cooking cheddar biscuits at his day job, but it is fine. Um, if you know where those those are located, you know where alchemy works. But you'll never find the address. It's fine. Um, I'm not doxing him. It's okay. Um, <laughs> But we actually have a special guest, like Hank of Felon and Hank of Alchemy. Um, I have enjoyed this man's opinions on the YouTubes for a hot minute. I just have just like sat here, especially recently, um, like his exotic 3.0 idea, going through every exotic in the game and trying to rework them because I've been bitching and moaning for months and months that every exotic needs a rework, but no one will listen to me. So I felt very vindicated watching uh, like this man's videos. Wormkeeper, how are you doing? Man, I am doing wonderful, and I'm so happy to be here. And I'm glad you enjoyed those videos because that was a lot of fun, making those uh, exotic rework idea videos. Like, especially the Titan one. Like, like you made me feel heard on like so many things, and it was just so vindicating. Like, like, like I'm over here complaining for months. Like, can we make Eternal Warrior do a thing, please? Like, exactly. R3.0 was the ultimate opportunity, and they wasted it. <laughs> Exactly. And you know, uh, Eternal Warrior is one of those ones. It's it's super only. It only affects your super. And I had a lot to say about exotics that only affect your super. You know, they use, you put them on, use your super, and take them off. And now with the exotic hot swap thing in Crucible, it's like you can't even really utilize things like, yep. say, 14 Helm or Eternal Warrior. It's like you get penalized for that. 
So it's like, what is the point of this? <laughs> exactly. I was surprised to see they... Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised, but it was interesting to see them add the addition of that uh, hot swap modifier. Right. But no, like, like this, this is a great opportunity to shout out what you do and like tell people your destiny story. Like, we all got woke up by a ghost at some point. So like, how, how'd you get into this world? <laughs> uh, way back in 2014, uh, I was a senior in high school. Uh, I had just moved about a thousand miles away from my home, you know, away from all my friends and stuff. Uh, but I made a, a friend group at my new school and they were they were big into video games. I was too. And naturally they were like, hey, there's this new game coming out called Destiny. I was like, all right, like I'll get it. Sure, we'll try it. Uh, and we played together for a few weeks and they kind of each dropped off one by one. But man, the game really uh, sparked my interest. And I stuck with it through all those, uh, through the rough early launch. Um, all the DLCs, even D2's, you know, really rough launch. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, we I had just, some I, very dark periods. We did, we did, and you know, I stuck through them all. Continued to play. Um, yeah, talk about the game all the time, and I figured, hey, why not talk about it on social media with other people, other like-minded nice. people? Very nice, and like you be in the the forum trenches more than the average person, so hey, it's very commendable yeah. of you. <laughs> Yeah, every single day I, I I I scan the forums, you know, for what's hot, you know, difficulty, you know. That's that's what we're about now. to dig into most definitely. Um, but no, like uh, Worms links definitely will be in the description. That way you guys can check him out. He makes amazing content, and we, like because he's been so like like focused on this, I wanted to bring him on for this specifically because that is the main topic of this episode. We've finally gotten through the next week will probably be pvp focused and then once we finish all like as we we kind of reached a precipice with the the story that like in the seasonal story recently uh hashtag r.i.p holiday but like um (laughs) (laughs) it's been a week it's fine um but like um like once we get closer to the end of the season we'll do we'll do a seasonal recap and get through that but like this week we'll do like the difficulty issue and the next week we'll talk about pvp because pvp it's changing, but also there's a lot of hot button issues going on in PvP, mainly <laughs> SMGs because they, they they do with some problems. <laughs> Don't even get me started on on PvP topics. Mm. But I'm like, well, no, far far away from PvP. I, hey man, you can come hang out with me and Iron Banner. There's no difficulty uh, light enabled right now. You can come have fun, which is my biggest complaint about Iron Banner. But it's not it's not that the <laughs> way from PvP. Is being fem presenting. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. Playlist. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, yeah, that's fair. Um. So yeah. So if folks can't remember that when right before the season came out, like right before Lightfall came out, I was very critical of like people who were bashing Bungie or worried about Bungie raising the difficulty of the game, and they had made the announcement like, hey. This is how we're going to go about this. We're going to add these surges and different things like that to make the, uh, the difficulty different. We're going to set it up that way things are permanently higher light than you in certain circumstances, similar to the um, a Seraph Battlegrounds and whatnot. 
And so, and like I was very about it. I was very much like, yo, let's do this. Let's hop right in. We've been speed running stuff for too long. We've had it too easy. Let's crank it up. And then I'll be the first one to admit <laughs> lo- lo- loading into the first mission of the seasonal content on like day two, even when they force your light up to like 1780 something, 1790 something. And you fight that like giant meatball for the first time in the battleground. And it took me, you know, in two randoms, 30 minutes to get through one. I kind of went, damn, I I messed up. (laughs) For me, it hit me when I tried to do my first Legend Lost Sector. Oh. I was, so I was at 1790. And, you know, I thought, okay, I have all my mods. I thought, okay. I can go in here. And then I see the legend is eighteen thirty and I'm just like eighteen thirty is the artifact max. Why are you putting a legend lost sector that freaking high? That's like, you know, contest mode raid difficulty. That's not a legend lost sector. Legend Lost Sector should never be that high. I mean, if we're at hard cap or like pinnacle cap, it's only 20 light above you. But like that is kind of yeah, that is yeah. like literally contest mode. Yeah, I was I was at like 1790, 1795, something like that. And I was getting one shot knocked out by frigging Cabal War Beasts. And I should never, <laughs> ever feel like that on a legend, you know? Cool. You know, and uh, something, correct me if I'm wrong here, but aren't master, like master, not legend, aren't master, isn't master level content 20 levels above your um, current yeah. level? Okay, so again, but with, with, with Lost Sectors here, they made the legend version of Lost Sectors 20 levels above. So what's the master? Master's I like probably 25. 25. But when Legend hits like contest mode day one raid, like eh, that's a little much. It really checks your privilege at the door, especially when you do like the Neo Muna law sectors and there's just like thousands of cabal. You're just like, yeah, no, this isn't happening. <laughs> that was the mistake I Lord. made was doing the uh, hydroponics lab. Ooh, that, that 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 was rough. I remember the first time I did that, and yeah, I got a little bit of surprise in in there. Yeah, it very it very much caught me off guard. Like, granted, I did a, like, like just the normal law sector with someone, and they were like, and they, and they were like straight up just, hey, do you think this is kind of hard or kind of dense? And I'm like, <laughs> no, not like a normal law sector, but like a legend is gonna kick your butt, like. If, like, I can I can pr- breeze through this pretty easily, but if we were on like Legend, oh yeah, no, we would be dead. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just the fact of the matter at that point. Um, but no, like, but like as we, um, as I've been watching Worms uh, like videos, and as I finally discovered that people actually use the Bungie forums, I didn't think this like it was that serious. Um, I thought we were just talking about the subreddit, but apparently the Bungie forums are that dense. Um. I've been skimming over this and seeing how people are very miffed about the the the, the difficulty, and it isn't it isn't just the the law sectors. There's been people complaining about 
the reworks to certain strikes like Lake of Shadows, the arms dealer. There's been people complaining about nightfalls, which to be fair, <laughs> making the Mars battleground a nightfall oh, baby. was oh. probably not the best idea. No, <laughs> That's no. brutal. It is brutal. Because on paper, it didn't sound that bad. But, but, but then you remember that the boss room has infinitely spawning enemies. And your brain goes, oh, that's bad. <laughs> yep. Yep. Add to that, you know, like, I think it's, depending upon how long you're in there, you can end up, uh, like, encountering up to 10 champions. Because oh. all the rest of Ooh. the ads, the champions spawn. That's a good way to mess up your platinum. Yeah. <laughs> well, and couple that with the fact that there's literally no place to hide. Yeah. And that final monster, like, you know, most bosses, there's a place you can kind of get away from the action, take a breather for a brief second. And that one. A glass way, nothing. hiding in rooms where no one can get you. Right. <laughs> That's like the only reason why Glassway is like beatable as a grandmaster, because if you didn't have those rooms to hide in, you would be dead. There would be oh, no saving yeah. you. <laughs> That's brutal. Like Especially you play that like, like that GM, you have the giant Hydra boss, you have Wyverns, Overload Minotaurs, freaking one-shotting um anti-barrier hobgoblins. Like those things hurt. Well, the mini hydra too. Oh, the mini hydra. The mini hydra. And don't forget, anytime Glassway is a grandmaster, it always has void burn on. Oh, right, which, which makes it which makes it not that bad in, in, in hindsight, especially if you're like me and just run Banner Shield Titan twenty four seven in the Glassway, where like nothing can kill you. Well, you know, I, when I think of the Void Burn, let's hear the boss does Void damage, the Overloads do Void damage, the Wyverns do Void damage. I mean, I those mean, Wyverns one shot you. Void damage. <laughs> like, but see, then you bring in like a Void Rocket Launcher and a Vortex Grenade and a Shield Throw and like a Div, and like nothing can kill you. I would like to go on the record saying that I bring in stasis for that. For that but see, like, do you do you run Titan or Warlock? Uh, Warlock. Well, I do. I do both. Warlock and Titan. Who do you mean? Titan. Titan that's for not, sure. That, that's not good life. Dang it. Yes. Yes. Dang it. I was I'm, I'm not alone There's anymore because like I'll 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 be in her or Titans and it gets fr- I'm not warlocks and it gets frustrated. I'm being the only Titan in the room. Uh, you know, okay. I'm, so, I'm a warlock main, but my second is a Titan. So, okay. To be fair, I I play all three classes. Um, I'm not gonna say equally, but I do like all three classes for different reasons. But Titan has been like the main one. Like if I'm if I'm doing day one raids or something, I'm on the Titan. Yeah, same. <laughs> you know, it's because the Titan has so much in its kit. It's got everything. You're not wrong. Like, it's, like even with the nerfs we've caught over the years, like it feels as if like void and stasis primarily are the best ways just to survive end game content, and it's so nice. Rest in peace, Synthesep plus Glaive combat. See, and I saw you complaining about that. I saw Cross complaining about it. And here's the thing. You said Synthoseps are going to go back in the closet to die, but, like, everyone's still abusing the bonk hammer. 
and it's annoying. So it's like, like I've been a very much a proponent of the ball camera build with Sindosas because it makes it seem like Solar is a viable build for Titans when Solar is actually garbage for Titans because the 3.0 gutted whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ooh, 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 okay, hold okay. on, hold okay. on a second. Okay. Because, because here, guys. Solar, solar, solar Titan uh, with a specific build. I'm not going to say... I shouldn't say general solar titan because general solar titan's not that great. But if you throw on Lorelei Splendor and have a build around that, like your survivability is absolutely nuts. Almost definitely. But like, here's the th- here's the thing: there used to be a point in time where there was more to solar titan besides healing. We had things like tempered metal. We had things yeah. like like sunspots actually being able to kill things on mass when they were 150 per tick. You had like, 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 there's, there's, you can't even really use the supers in end game content because other than <laughs> general ad clear, they don't do anything. That's true. That so it's true. And like, and then we had the sunspot, uh, like uh, the, the power up ability, but everyone freaked out when Lorelei gave you 20% buff on, 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 uh, on damage. So it was very much like, get rid of that. But now we're at a point where Solar Titan is just heal. It's just oh, yeah, like, it's, it's just heal. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been gutted. Which is unfortunate. I I remember when the Lorelei first dropped, you know, we didn't have 3.0. And you could sit there, throw up a barricade, have a 20% damage boost, have healing. One-man army, quite literally. Yeah. Yep. And the thing about it was, there were so many ways to counter even the Lorelei build, but pre, pre-3.0, that people didn't want to learn how to counter it. And they all they did was complain about it till Bungie did mm-hmm. something with it. It wasn't like with Void t- uh, Hunter with Omni Oculus where it just was uncounterable. People just didn't like how you couldn't just shotgun rush it, so it's a problem. And it's just like mm-hmm. if, if if you actually think about how to counter it, you'll you'll win. Like the amount of times I would be sniped in PvP while wearing Laura Lee or like grenaded or things of that nature, like that showed me there was a way to break it. <laughs> Yeah, well, and you know, and then they got that second, or I shouldn't say the helmet specifically, but uh, restoration in general got nerfed a second time in PvP. Yeah. And that and that that healing is slow. But you know, one of the things about Lorelei Splendor here, if you read the description of it, okay, uh, it says when you are critically wounded with full class ability energy, or when you cast a barricade, create a sunspot at your location that has improved restoration effects. And Bungie it came have out. Yeah, Bungie came out and said, oh, it was a bug, and it wasn't supposed to have improved restorations. So, so change the text. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Don't nerf so... the damn thing, just change the text. Well, and like, I, well, there, well, there was one thing that I, like, I agreed with Glad specifically, where there was a point during like the first week of King's Fall where I would be trying to, like, someone would say, hey, wipe, we have to, like, redo damage. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I'm not, I had to take Laura Lee off. To like literally die, yep. and it was just like, okay, I understand why we need to nerf this a little bit. If I had to take off an exotic to die, that kind of tells me we have a problem. <laughs> That's that is so funny because I remember I remember having the same issue. It's like wipe, and I'm like, okay, and you get your barricade back before the sunspot would even go away. Exactly. Yeah. So it was very much like you're unkillable. Yeah, and which you know, it's still like you could pair Lorelei with with various like glaive builds or sword builds, and it's still very good. Um. But yeah, like you said, the whole subclass did it did take a major hit. Yeah, um, it really did. But Splendor. I still I still stand by my comments about uh, Lorelei's Splendor being. Like oh, it a- still has mad potential. That's how I I freaking yeah. so- I solo flawless my first loss uh, first uh, dungeon in Pit of Heresy was with Lorelei. 
Like, it has plenty of potential still. Oh, yeah. That's how I saw the flawless Seraph shield. Yeah, so, like, it, ha- it has potential. Oh, yeah. So, like, but... but that, it looks uh, good. But, yeah, it's great. But in terms of the difficulty issue, I think now that we're getting towards sort of the midpoint of the season where everyone's sort of learning, the, like, the new build system and whatnot, I think the major concerns for me in terms of the difficulty is, like, the Grandmasters. Because if Grandmasters come out and they're just not beatable, we're going to have problems. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's going to be a big issue overall that I think is going to be a thing, is that if Grandmasters are just unbeatable, and they're in the, I, I, I think it was the swap this week where, like, they're talking about the master version of, of Root of Nightmares. I'm like, okay, so the, the regular version of Root of Nightmares is, like, easy as crap the contest mode was relatively hard if you didn't have a busted build and if the master is just cranked up to 90 we're gonna be dead on arrival yep. but there's some people who want that and it's just like I... you know okay and i know i've talked a lot about difficulty i i do think that high level in-game content should be difficult oh most definitely yeah like, you know, Grandmaster Nightfalls, uh, my opinion, I don't think you should be able to clear a Grandmaster in, like, sub-15 minutes. That I, I can get behind that. I can get behind. Like, I, like, Because there was a lot, especially things like Warden of Nothing last season, there was a point where people were finishing in sub-10-minute runs, and oh, it was yeah. just like, yeah, this is too much. This is too easy. Oh, yeah. So, like, but over, I think that my concern with Grandmasters is there's some Grandmasters, like Proving Grounds and Glassway, where, like, unless you have a cracked build, you're not getting through that. So, and if the they, Mar- if the Mars they, oh, the, the, the Mars, but yeah, that, that, that's the thing's even untested from like a Grandmaster sampling. So, like, if we roll in there and just get demolished, it's just gonna, like, it's gonna cause this divide, but also, it's gonna create a divide between like the hardcore pro players that like mm-hmm. they like do day one rating and the casuals even more because don't get me wrong and I even talked about it on the last episode when it came to the day one raid where I'm very much a believer of if you can't create a build or at least know what perks are good on a gun and I even agreed with sort of what what, what Data said in his Alita's video where he said hey you should not be going into a day one raid your first month at a destiny. Or, like, yeah. if you don't have at least, like, a good chunk of the raids in the game done, you shouldn't be going into the day one raid. Like, so, if it's, a, like, if you don't know how to make a build, don't know how to run certain things, you shouldn't be setting foot in a Grandmaster. And that's someone who's who who ran 37 Warden of Nothings last season to get his God Roll Wendigo. So I can tell you from experience, if you don't know, if you don't know what you're doing, you shouldn't be setting foot in there. <laughs> Heck, I'll, sure. I'll 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 straight up say I ran my first ever. Yes, she did. <laughs> we right took you through before, right before uh, Lightfall. First mm-hmm. ever. I've been playing since Season of Undying. Congratulations. That you, yeah. <laughs> well, that tells you how like you know how long it's taken me to even like understand enough of the game to really feel Ooh. confident. Okay, so and I had two great sherpas. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> oh, okay. So you said you've been playing since uh, Undying, right? That was yeah. uh, season nine. Is that that's what uh, Undying was? Yeah, wasn't that it? was that was the first season in Shadowkeep. Okay. So out of curiosity, um, hmm? did you never 
take on a grandmaster because you didn't feel comfortable or did you not have a fire team that you felt comfortable with? I will answer your questions, both of them, with yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, yeah, like when we got we got her part of the clan. Now it was very much like, okay, let's start working on build crafting. Like I, I, I like, like, I think like her getting knocked upside the head by Nezarek on on like her first run of of Root of Nightmares finally got her to understand that D two armor picker needed to be a thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the reason why I ask that is because I feel like so many players that have thousands of hours in the game are in the same predicament. I mean, that's that's my issue. I like, I don't... thousand hours invested. Mm -hmm. it, it, there you go. And there I you still... Go. And, and it took me till about, you know, 5,000, 5,500 hours to feel comfortable enough, not only with finding a good fire team that was willing to, you know, Sherpa me through, and granted, you know, my my friggin' first GM was uh, the Scarlet Keep. That was more to nothing. Ooh. No. Oh, yeah, it was, it was Scarlet Keep because I was on Thunder Crash. Yeah, it was on no, Thunder Crash. We didn't, we didn't run the GM together, honey. This was before Lightfall. This was before I joined the clan. Well, no, I thought you, you and I ran Ward, Ward to Nothing uh, before Lightfall. No, we didn't. Oh, I, the, who did the fuck? No. Oh, it was potato. That's what it was. It was potato. That's right. Yeah, it was potato. Um, but yeah, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't worth no nothing. It was, it was me and my former clan, and we went in and, like, even then, before, before we went into the Scarlet Keep, one of the Sherpas, who was helping me through, sat down with me, for a good two hours, and we were pulling out, you know. Uh, armor from the war table, you know, setting my <laughs> mods to get me the right kind of stuff to make sure that I was at, you know, tier nine, you know, tier 10 high uh, resilience and, uh, you know, discipline. And I ran that on my Titan. I still have to go in and, you know, redo all of my mods and stuff like that for my, uh, for my warlock. Like we literally did an on-the-fly mod change for Ron. <laughs> yeah, that was very much like when we took her through Ron when contest mode was over. I had to be like, okay, cool, swap this, swap this, be like this, and then and then even then I'm over here sweating trying to kill all these ads for her. But then the the freaking um like Colossus in the back kept shooting her. I'm like, can you and stop? I and and I and I was in there with you know high tier nine you know ninety five to one hundred uh, resilience and recovery even on my warlock and I was but, still getting destroyed by everything. Yeah, well, keep in mind uh, resilience got a nerf this season yeah, too, I and I think everybody's I think everybody's feeling that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know that I feel that. Yep. And but like in terms of the like the overall system now especially when and, and to talk about the, the issue of people not understanding things you could have hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of hours in this game there was somebody that i met when vetting people for the day one raid who had, had played like for thousands of hours had only one king's fall clear no other raids mm -hmm. and wanted to run into, in, into the day one contest mode and it was like huh uh, what well, and, okay, and it, and did you out of curiosity did you ask that person if they had like friends that play the game or anything like that 
Oh yeah, I asked him. I said, "Hey, like, what was your story? What What do you like about Destiny? What Like, what got you into it?" He said he he plays with his friends sometimes. He's a dad. He plays when he can and whatnot. And I was like, "Okay, that's cool and whatnot." And I even told him, "I'm like, hey, I appreciate that you're super eager about wanting to do this, but this is like gonna kick your butt." And rather than like say no, I don't want you to be here, get good scrub. I want to help you become a better Titan. And yeah. he and like he took that as like I'm trying to gatekeep him from the content. I'm like, no, I want to. I will teach you every other raid in this game because I can do that. But I don't want to take you in here and you have a horrible experience. And there were still people on the day one raid because I was LFGing through it who were coming in with like horrible guns that weren't even the right thing. One dude came in with a blue machine gun thinking he was going to do something. And it, and it was just like, oh, no. it, like it, it really starts to like check your brain a little bit on the fact that there's a lot of people who don't understand certain things. I was watching a TikTok like earlier today where I think perception said uh, he gets questions like middle of the week on like Wednesday of where's Zer. Like there's still people who don't know where Zer is, which Tower, I swear, <laughs> if you don't go up, see, you need I to go don't. see Zer and go get Verity's brow because you said you don't have Verity's brow. <laughs> no, Verity's I do have good. Verity's brow. It's somewhere in my freaking. I have unlocked every single warlock, uh, warlock exotic, um, you know, for the first four years of this game. Then why did you tell me you didn't have a Verity's brow when we were in the raid? I, I didn't have a Verity's brow in my vault. Oh. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. I had nothing to pull out, otherwise it would have been, like, super low-powered. That I makes sense. that to you or me. That's fair. Um, But, like, in terms of the difficulty, it really feels like there's 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 a whole chunk of people who don't even understand basic mechanics of the game, who just had the the very little knowledge they had of the game twisted on them with the new mod system coming out, and now they have to learn a whole new mod system, and then Bungie's like, let's make the game harder. And I feel like if they would have been like, let's give them a season with the new mod system and then crank up the difficulty, we wouldn't be seeing this much complaint. Be because I'm looking at this forum post of like, Dude, like there's, there's people saying they want to leave the game. They're saying they're done. That, that, like it's too tedious. And I even said previously, saying, "Hey, the days of speed running Lake of Shadows are done. There should be no reason you're doing that." And Wormy said earlier, "Like there should be no reason you should be finishing a GM in 15 minutes." Mm -hmm. So like, yep. I, 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 I'm, I'm very stuck in the middle on this. Where like I enjoy the harder difficulty. But I understand from a casual perspective why something like this is a problem. Well, okay, and understand, like, on the forum here, um, you know, allow me to introduce you to the Bungie forums. <laughs> Every person in here, I, I can almost guarantee, is a hardcore player. So the people that are saying, oh, it's killed Destiny 2 for me, they're being, they're being overdramatic, okay? Like, you can click on their posts. You click on their profile and you can see their last game. Oh, I'm quitting the game. Yet their last game was played, you know, earlier today. <laughs> like, you know, or they're currently in game, right? Yeah, now. or they, exactly. Or they're currently in game. And it's, it's like, oh, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. But like it, the overdramaticness right. isn't that much. Like people, you know, we talked earlier. People have been so acclimated to having content a certain way for in Destiny 2, uh, six or seven years, something like that. Mm. to the point where they're now that it's it's been ramped up 
people are more whiny about it. And that's we've seen that happen every time a major nerf comes in in Destiny. Okay, think about Galahorn back in D1. Okay. Yep, you're it right. was, you know, it was the best, and then Bungie took it away, and oh, I'm quitting the game. This is BS. Oh, why? Because they nerfed your favorite gun. You know, and D1, of course, was a different time. You know, uh, the community was a lot smaller. Uh, there was a lot more uh, toxicity. Galahorner kick. The same people who, when Galley was being sold by Zer, that didn't want to give up a freaking heavy slot for an exotic. Then when they the first finally time. got it, they, yes. they were like, yes, yes. And then they started, you know, whining and moaning about the nerf. Like, come on, people. Yeah, I, the same group. It, it is. Well, and, you know, that was very early Destiny 2. Nobody knew how powerful Galahorn would be. It was sold yep. the second week. The second week. I think Red Death was the first week. But it was oh, sold the second Death. week. So there was very few players, uh, compared to now, a lot less players playing the game. And of course people look and say, oh, an exotic rocket launcher. Why would I want to use my heavy on that when I could, you know, save my, my strange coins for exotic primary? You know, that I can use constantly. And of course, those players uh, a few yeah, weeks later were, yeah, were kicking their asses, you know, like, oh, like, why didn't I get it? You know, and then you had people, uh, the toxicity of RNG, like, you know, I've I've done however many Nightfalls, never got Gallahorn. Okay, so you like Gallahorn or Kick. Yeah, exactly. You get the Gallahorn or Kick pose and stuff like that. Um, and so Bungie plucked it from the hands of players and people went nuts they were mm -hmm. so mad and and really it wasn't that it wasn't you know a situation where people were upset because they felt like a decent gun got an unfair nerf uh looking at several guns from d2 uh not gonna mm. mention those right now but you know they were mad because this this weapon that made in-game content a cakewalk was taken away from them the, the, you know, the infamous line i hear a lot is why is bungie taking our fun away oh <laughs> yeah the people that say okay like you know like as a as a uh hardcore player that is definitely the casual speaking <laughs> I mean, a hey, when, when, hey, when, when I'm a casual, I'm a casual. <laughs> but like, I, like, I, I, I wouldn't say crap. I think everything is fun. I, just, I wouldn't I say it's only work my butt off. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's only casuals though, because like there, I remember when when they said they were going to nerf Eager Edge, the speedrunners were ready to riot. <laughs> it was, like, okay, oh, and, yeah. you know, with 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 nerfs and stuff like that, you're always going to have a group of people that's going to be mad okay you could nerf you could nerf queen breakers bow and you're gonna have a group of people that's like why would you nerf that like this was my favorite gun i have you know fifty thousand pvp kills on or some wild stuff like that they're gonna be mad you can't make everybody happy you know I mean, to be fair i've been asking for a queen breaker buff for years now but like no one will listen to me <laughs> fighting lion no, no, honestly, fighting lion's in a bad place right now fighting lion's in a scary place right now crucible it's just it's so it's in a yeah but, I but when they not so great though pve not so great pvp sure, let's go <laughs> i agree with the queen breaker uh but i think they should make queen breaker a secondary or a special weapon uh and that's all i have to say on that well my biggest thing with, with when it came to queen breaker was it has the same problem that things like gallahorn recently got where they're like 
hey, people are complaining about this kind of gambit. So let's nerf it because it's having a problem in gambit. Not, hey, let's make a separate sandbox for gambit because it desperately needs its own sandbox. Let's nerf it across the board because people are upset about it in gambit. And it's like, what? And Gambit, Gambit's heartbreaking because Gambit has such high potential. And Bungie, they made it, they gave it its own special season, and then they like, you know, treated like a redheaded stepchild, threw it in the closet, and never looked at it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're I playing on the same. Oh, what? So much. We're playing the same three maps that we've been playing for how many? How many years now? It's been a few, like what, it's been two, three years since Beyond Light came out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just keep saying, hey, I don't understand why you took away the Dreaming City map when the Dreaming City is still in the game, but what do I know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why they took that. It's same thing with the um, the one on the Tangled Shore. I didn't think it was a bad map. Yeah, it was fine. And the thing is, is that, like, they they legitimized keeping other maps in the game for PvP by saying mm-hmm. that... It's a simulation. Uh, in, in lore, yeah, it's a simulation. Osiris mm-hmm. gave Saint all these simulation type of things. They could have legitimized keeping all those maps in freaking, uh, you know, in, in Gambit for the same reason. Right. But no, they didn't. Like, you know, you could have gotten rid of a couple more maps in PvP or mm-hmm. in Trials or whatever. And let Gambit keep their five, six maps. Like literally, yep. that's yeah. all they had. Well, also, <laughs> you know, you know, keep in mind, um, Gambit's just like Crucible is part of the free to play aspect of the game. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Um, and so that's why it doesn't see much love. But unlike PvP, you don't have a large player base to speak out against. There's people who don't even care. understand how to play Gambit right now. There are people who play Gambit with. Uh, dialogue and uh, sound off. (laughs) Yes, yes, there are people who play Gambit with subtitles and audio off. But like, Drifter's commentary is so good, though. They don't like the sound of Todd Habercorn's voice. Oh my god. Like, come on, people! That's wild to me, because like, I'm always listening, because you know, Hey, you've got enough to pull a primeval. That's my cue. Hey, turn around and run back to that freaking right. Game. And I, I do it every time. I turn around and run back to it, and I see my team trying to get fifteen well, invaders moves. on the field. Like, okay, invaders on the field. Let's find them. Let's get this person down so I can keep you know doing my stuff. Like, you want to do the thing, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do want to do the thing, damn it. And to be fair, when I when I do Gambit, I am a huge fan of invading and invader hunting. Yes. It and like, on a but, but, well, like in terms of like, and this kind of goes back into the difficulty situation that I've been noticing. There's one thing that like not only um, Worm talked about recently, but also I think November Hotel talked about it. The issue of champions because champions are in both raid content and um, PvE content across the board now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I believe even... In, did Gambit Prime have champions or am I wrong? No. Uh, no, Prime did okay. not have champions. I, I think that was before they even introduced champions of the game. Okay. So, But like in general, if the, like I think the issue with champions... Because people are saying champions are a problem. I don't understand that because there's people who say, like, oh, I don't like that I have to cater my guns a certain way for content hey, that's true 
I but, I actually agree with that statement. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish, but I know you're fine. But but see, here's my my, my my counter to that. You're asking for harder content. Why wouldn't a modifier or a certain thing like there's things that slow your cooldowns? There's things that do certain that um make you take more damage when you're in the air. There's certain modifiers in general that make you like like hit to do more damage or like if you're in a strike there's things like grenadier so what is the difference between those and you having to use certain weapons for certain things and, and also it actually makes certain weapons viable for a season or two it actually rotates the selection and makes things viable for a certain time makes it you does. change your play style and make different weapons come like, like become playable when there's times where you would never think like back in the day when Tikus first came out, everyone thought Tikus was ass. They thought <laughs> when, when Season of the Chosen first came out, they, they, said, they said we would never use Tikus. Overload Bow came out, they were like, oh, Tikus is amazing. Like there's certain things that roll out and you think it's never gonna be used. And then look what happened. They said, hey, yo, uh, we're, we're gonna give you, um, I think it was either Overload Grenade Launcher or Unstoppable Grenade Launcher. And then it was like, hey, look, Anarchy and Wither Horde are dominating. Like, they're doing work. And yet people are saying we don't like having our guns forced to change. Look at things. I remember when Outbreak Perfected got its catalyst put back in the, in, 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 like, well, put into the, the, the world loot pool. And you fi- everyone started to finally get the Outbreak catalyst done because it wasn't locked behind the mission. And then they're like, hey. We're going to give you anti-barrier pulse rifle for GMs this season. And I remember going through um, Inverted Spire with, I remember going, inver- going through Inverted Spire with um, Outbreak. And it, would, it was dominating. It was doing work. Oh, yeah. So, like, when people are saying, I have to use certain mods for a season, I'm like, hey, yo, what are you doing? Like, why are you complaining? I don't understand. Like, like, like it really bothers me because people said hey we want something harder we want to have to work for our thing and Bungie said here's this and they're like i don't want that <laughs> like i i don't get like but so i would very much enjoy a back and forth here on this so okay so i think the thing with anti-champion mods for weapons uh number one that was the only way to stun champions back in the day so if you had a season where like you know you had uh weapon archetypes that you didn't really like you know, I don't like hand cannons. I've never really been a big hand cannon user. A couple seasons ago, Unstoppable Hand Cannon was the only mod to use. The entire season, I didn't enjoy it. I tried to use anything else. I tried to use uh, what was it? the Solar Melee Unstoppable one. I tried to use other exotics. Oh, okay. It just, you know, it was like, I, I don't like hand cannons. I like almost every other archetype of weapon in the game I can find a a love for. I mean, technically, even hand cannons. You know, I got a Fate Bringer with explosive payload and fireflies. It's it's a great hand cannon. It's just not my my favorite thing. My preferred weapon is SMGs and auto rifles. Like I like to I like to spam yes. the heck out of my <laughs> you know out of my shots. Brain, um, brain. But you know, on a on a season, and remember, season is three months long. Yeah. If I can't use you know a, an SMG or an auto rifle for three months in in-game content, it's not gonna be fun. You know, I mean, yes, I can make it fun, but it's it's not going to be as fun as it could be. I was like, hey, like I have to limit my loadout. I can't use my God roll whatever weapon I have mm. now because of the anti champion mods. And so when when Bungie made this change to incorporate 
anti-champion into our subclasses, I think that's wonderful. I don't think champions are an issue anymore. I think now, if if you're still complaining about champions, I mean, you really either really have a specific build that you just love using and hate using anything else, or you're just complaining to complain because now, like, you can find so many, like, you can have so many options to have an anti-champion build through your subclass, you know, your grenades, melees, your weapons, uh, artifact mods. You have so many ways to stun champions. It's, it's not as much of an issue anymore. I think one of the reasons why people complain about champions so much, and it's, I don't think it's champions, I think it's overloads in particular, because overloads are a... Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, I have choice words that I want to use. But I'm Especially when Stasis oh, first came out, overloads were a problem. Like, Especially it was bad. overload captains. Ugh. With yeah. Their teleportation. Oh my god. Yeah, they teleport like uh, 20 feet away from you. Ugh. Oh. And they keep teleporting every single time you hit them. Just bing, bing, bing. Yep. yep. So a uh, fun way to uh, so to much. combat that, if you stay at a range, they won't teleport as much. Yeah. But again, that ties back in. You know, if you have, if the only anti-barrier perks, or not, sorry, not barrier, um, anti, uh, or overload, the only overload perk you have is for SMGs and auto rifles. And you're up against a captain where if you get within SMG auto rifle range, he starts teleporting like a madman. You know? It's it's like ugh, why is there not something else I can use to stun him? One of my favorite uh, overload mods that had ever existed was Overload Bow because it was so yeah. easy to stagger. Mm-hmm. See, like here here's my thing with that though. Like, um, I agree with you. I hate hand cannons overall. I even hate them in PvP because I'm not, I'm that person. Wow, really? Because my my hot button topic with that is I don't give a fuck. Um, how like what hand cannon? Whether it's a 120, 140, 180. <laughs> if you can kill me with a a pistol before I can unload an entire clip of SMG or auto rifle well, ammo into you, well, that well. tells me that there's an imbalance with this game. Because Wait, okay, in real life, on. if I unload an AK-47 into your chest and you only hit me with three bullets, <laughs> something's wrong here. So, so two things. Number one, Destiny, uh, as much as we would love it to be, is not real life. Uh, right. But number two, I, I like I, I hate to say this, but I'm gonna say it because it's kind of controversial. I think it boils down to a skill issue because I, I don't I, have I no shade, no shade. But the reason I say it is because I am a I uh, let me see, I have my I have my uh, crucible stats here. I have 16,000 kills with SMGs, uh, crucible kills with SMGs. Okay, my next mm-hmm. highest, uh, that's my top highest kills. Next highest is sidearms at 14,000. Um, <laughs> and then supers and melees are next. That's funny. But coming from an uh, an SMG aficionado, I've used every archetype. I've used precisions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, aggressives, which aggressives are hot right now. And Taraba yeah. is my absolute freaking baby. But Burn it. Burn every it. single SMG category can kill hand cannons quicker. Okay. Uh, hand cannons 140s, which that's the popular one, have a 0.83 second time to kill i think does that sound about right 0.83 yeah something like that yeah i think that's what it is um they have a 0.83 second time to kill the the smg category that has the closest time to kill to that still less is uh, as a precision frame at 0.8 all the other ones have a higher ttk between 0.7 uh, or 0.67 and 0.77 
So you can kill faster with SMGs, but you do have to be able to manage, you know, you have to be able to manage your range. If I get killed by a hand cannon, you know, instead of being frustrated, oh, like that hand cannon user, because that's how it used to be, right? A long time ago in Destiny, I used to complain, like, it's so BS, like everybody uses hand cannons, blah, 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 blah. Started taking a step back and say, hey, why did I get killed by this hand cannon? Oh, well, okay, number one, I'm challenging at, you know, 27 meters, and my SMG only reaches out to 20 meters. You know, hey, I am not hitting my shots like I am doing whatever and I acclimate for those discrepancies that I'm running into and almost every single duel I get in with a hand cannon if I am within range I can win the duel right. and hell even when I'm even when I'm out of range if I can hit mostly crits and make them miss one shot if, if a hand cannon user misses one shot or hits a body instead of a, a crit it's an easy cleanup with any SMG in the game that's, that's, a fair, that's a fair assessment. Here's my thing though with that. When it comes like, because I'm a pulse rifle aficionado, because when you look at my Ooh, crew yeah. score, if you look at my crew score report, uh, my, my top three like, kill, like kill types are punching, shotguns, and pulse rifles, because I'm that guy. Yes. And yes. even before pulse rifles were meta recently, I was that guy who would run an into crucible with a, a darkest before and would still do mad work. Bro, so like darkest before oh so yeah. like because like for a long time right before post rifles got buffed my loadout for like everything was reese walker and darkest before so like yeah, i was that man. guy and now it's to the point where everyone's like oh pulse rifles are overpowered no they're not they're very much in a place where they can win duels they have a chance to fight against the hand cannon meta the hand cannon meta isn't the dominant force anymore and people don't like that they have to actually engage in long-range yeah. fights and not be able to rush up in someone's face and just take them oh, out yeah. with three taps and people yeah. get frustrated by that but oh, my yeah. issue is if i put three bursts of a pulse rifle into you but you put two like like, like points of a, of a ace of spades into me there's a problem here if you kill me. That's my big issue. Like, there's been times where I'll have a messenger and I'll shoot someone like point blank and they're like at one health. But because they had an ace of spades or another hand cannon, they win that fight. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> so let's see your messenger. Oh, God. Messenger has an, it's a stupid fast time to kill. It really does. <laughs> like, like, Jesus. so in terms of pulse rivals, I think. People are complaining about pulse rifles now because they've been kind of at the top of the meta for a while. Uh, well, it's only like two seasons. Well, that's a while to me. <laughs> that's a while to me. Um, which, you know, players, they don't like when metas stay the same. And, and we know this because look, we've got an SMG meta and people are complaining about 750 SMGs. Man, I've been using an S uh, 750 SMG for I don't even know how many seasons and I've never once heard a complaint about it. I think the issue with SMGs that I kind of found out recently this this uh, trials weekend was I was shooting someone with my messenger across like the whole uh, like length of from A to C of IO and someone was able to range me with an immortal. And that tells me the range on the SMGs needs to come down a little oh, bit, a little bit. Yeah, and I think, you know, I made a video the other day talking about SMG ranges and stuff like that. I think SMG ranges definitely need to be capped. I think that, you know, a precision frame, which is the 600 round per minute archetype, should be capped at like maybe 23 meters. But everything else is a kind of taper down as, you know, 750s capped at 20. That's a hard cap. Like, you know, max range, 
you know, you're sitting at 100 range on your SMG, you're hitting full damage up to 20 meters, and then a, a big drop off off of that. And I actually watched Astacross video after I made mine, and he <laughs> he had a very similar opinion. I was like, hey, look at this. Like, <laughs> it's the same freaking thing. I don't think that 750s are broken. I think that now that we have a Trials SMG that is insane, and not only is it insane, but it has an insane roll. Target lock. I don't know if y'all, did y'all get a target, target lock? Target lock scary. Target did lock bad. Did y'all happen to get I, a target lock? I, I got one. <laughs> scary. I don't do trials, but I do have target lock on other weapons. And yes, okay, well, scary. you know, yeah, target and target lock on other weapons is good, but like on 750s, it is insane because it literally it can drop your in a well. Yeah, it can drop your TTK to like 0.56 seconds, which is almost the fastest TTK in the game, right next to last word, which is 0.53. But you have to hip fire and get three crits with it. So yeah. it's 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 nutty guy. And remember, target lock. That's that's not that doesn't have any other stipulation other than just hit your hit your enemy. It's not like kill clip where you have to get a reload, you know, get a kill, then get a reload, or rampage to get a kill. It's just hit it's the enemy. Free, free yeah. damage. And when you look at how many players can do that, like 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 cake, that's when it becomes an issue. And I think target mm -hmm. lock definitely needs to be looked at for these, you know, for the trials SMG. But you know, I, I have a fear that what Bungie's going to do is they're going to do the blanket nerf. They're going to nerf, yeah. You know, they're going to nerf 750 so that's okay. Well, you know, the immortal is now performing where we want it to. But if the immortal, which is the you know, stat wise, the best SMG in the game by like a lot. If the Immortals performing at a perfect range, what's going to happen to all the other ones? You know, my baby, what's going to happen to Taraba? You know, well, Taraba needed as, as needed the nerve for a hot minute. That thing is no, out no, of okay, control. Okay, okay. Here, here's the thing. I okay, let me find. Hold on, let me find it. Because at first, the issue with Taraba was it was like under. It's, it's kind of like how what's been happening with the Monarch, where it was an underground, like really annoyance in every piece of content. But then when all the other SMGs started to float upward, like Aikilos recently, that became the issue of now we have Aikilos, we have Taraba, and now we have Immortal and Shires all kind of just blanketing the field in gunfire. Okay, so, you know, with Taraba, it's been out for how many years now? Uh, it was, it came out, I think, Season 8. Season 8 is when it came out. And... Uh, where's my list here? Okay, yeah, yeah, here's my data. I've got data pulled up because I actually took a I love the gun so much. I took a uh, a poll on how many like how many Tarabas I encountered over an entire season in Crucible games. And every single time I encountered somebody else using it, I would log it and what map it was on and stuff like that because I was just curious. Um there was a tiny tiny like I have so many zeros on here because there's nobody else using it besides me. That it's unreal. Okay, I still, even even with 750 SMGs being as hot as they are, I still don't encounter Taraba. Two weeks ago, before Immortal came out, I still did not encounter Taraba in in game like or in in Crucible content. Like it's, you know, I know everybody's saying, "Oh, well, it's flying under the radar." Is it realistic? It really, I, I, I think it was the PK. I think whatever was realized PKs were really good, and people are even saying nerf PKs. You can't really nerf PKs because they're they're specific to an exotic. But when Pete, when peacekeepers first came, like started to be relevant recently, and it does it it, ha it happened around the same time that um that Saiten's ramparts became relevant because you never saw peacekeepers doing anything, you never saw Saiten rampants doing anything because they never saw a nerf statement. 
They never saw a nerf or a buff whatsoever. And then Bungie went, hey, we're going to nerf these before they nerf Titans because people were complaining about it, even though it had done nothing. And now that Peacekeepers are just sort of like floating up in usage because SMGs are better, everyone's like, nerf Peacekeepers, nerf Peacekeepers. And it's like, no. No, Peacekeepers definitely don't need a nerf. Like, they do something very, very specific. Like, you know, I think in my... uh, in my exotic um, rework video, every single exotic that had just a specific weapon changing function, I said, just leave it as it is. Uh-huh. Peacekeepers is that way. Like, yes, you know, it, it makes your SMGs absolutely beastly, but you're giving up, you know, dune marchers. And, yeah. you know, if you, with peacekeepers, you can run at the same speed, but you can't with dune marchers, but you have to have SMG in your hands. You can't do it with a shotgun or anything else. I don't think peacekeepers need a nerf. And really, I don't, this I know this is a a difficult situation, but outside of a range nerf, I don't think 750s need any kind of nerf. I think oh, no, I agree. Like it's 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 a it's a it's just the range. Like I, I even said, like target lock can be looked at. That's fine. I'm not that worried about that overall. But specifically, it's the range because if I'm being out mapped while shooting a, a pulse rifle at somebody and they're shooting me with an SMG. Something also, is wrong. Did you happen to look at the role that he had? I did not. Okay, like, so I, I, can, I can almost guarantee you with certainty it probably had target lock because target lock like basically extends the range of your SMG. You know, if you're hitting yeah. at, what is it? I think uh, 22 a crit is what that 750s do. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're out of your range. And so you're starting at 19. Well, as it's ramping up, like, you know, even though it's not giving you that faster TTK, it's matching your TTK at further ranges. And then, of course, you throw on Rangefinder, which my Immortal has Rangefinder and Target Lock. You know, it's, it's, I, you know, I got it and I was like, okay, like, you know what, I'm going to try it. Like, I love SMGs. Um, You know, I wanted Dynamic Sway tap the trigger because that's, that's, that's my role. Um. But you know, I'm here. What's what's the hype everybody's talking about with this this weapon in terms of rangefinder? Because here's the thing: I never crafted an Ikelos SMG with rangefinder. I never kept a borrowed time with rangefinder because for me, rangefinder, like I know everybody talks about, oh, like SMG range is so important, blah blah blah. When I'm using SMGs, I'm not at long ranges. Like I am up in the grill. I'm within oh. that. I'm I'm within you know ten to fifteen meters of players, and ever you know and I know everybody says oh well, range ties into you know uh, what is it uh, aim is, or accuracy, I'm like again my accuracy is on point like I can hit, I can hit somebody with Taraba uh, you know all crits mow them down in that point seven seven second time to kill, you know, but everybody you know they preach about range and stuff like that but range finder, you know. I don't think it should be on SMGs anymore. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, can give, I feel like we need to have a similar like take quick draw off of Fell Winters and Astral situation where we just like <laughs> lift the perk off of SMGs. Yeah, replace it with like a, like surplus or something. Like just like 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 because I feel like that would fix a lot of issues across the board yeah. that people are having. But like to revisit like the, 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 the main topic though, specifically because I wanted to revisit what you said about hand cannons. I actually had the opposite effect when Overload Hand Cannon first came out during Season of the Splicer. I had the opposite effect happen, where 
me never really liking hand cannons and anything. And I think hand cannons and PVE especially it feels weird as hell. But when uh, I finished uh, Vault of Glass on Master and I got a Fate Bringer with Explosive Payload and Frenzy, took that into Glassway, and I felt like a god. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you couldn't touch me. I, I was running around with a scout rifle and a hand cannon, and everything was just dying. And it, it felt amazing because everything was working the way it's supposed to, and it went very smoothly. So I think... When, when people get stuck in their ways to a certain extent when it, when it comes to the champion system, even before the new changes, if like they felt like Bungie was forcing them rather than Bungie's trying to give me a challenge. And that's what really kind of like ruined champions for people. And, and then there's the other topic of just across the board with enemies, with enemies and like difficulty where people are saying they're too bullets, Bungie. Here's my thing. What are we supposed to do with enemies beyond give them more health and give them more damage output in, in terms of difficulty? Like, <laughs> okay, you know, you know what's if funny? If people are going to whine about, you know, champions and stuff, then what else are they going to do? Like, what more can we do to a Colossus to make it like, like more deadly than how it was in day one contest mode? Because I'll say this. A Colossus on day one contest mode, unless you just nuke it on site with a Starfire protocol build, that machine gun can one shot you. And it was hurtful. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I'm very much trying to understand what more can we do to some of these enemy types for people to be satisfied with the difficulty. Okay. You know, you know, so actually I think uh I talked about that in my video today that I made earlier. Um in terms of making things more difficult, I don't think that I think champions being, you know, bullet sponges, so to speak, I think that's fine. Like they are technically classed as uh, mini bosses. Is that right? Mini, they're classes yeah. as mini bosses. Right. So it makes sense that they have high health pools. Okay. They're not, they're not a drag. They're not a vandal. Like they should have high health pools. Uh, but what you're saying earlier about, you know, how do we make enemies more difficult? you know, besides giving them more health, I don't think it necessarily needs to be more health. I think the, the primary focus that Bungie should have to increase the difficulty would just be the damage. Okay, if you're running through, you know, a strike, for example, and you come across uh, a drag, you should be able to kill that drag, or, or a vandal, or a captain, something with a little bit more health. You should be able to easily kill that captain or vandal, because it's one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. If you run to three of them, same thing, you know, it should be easy to cut through them because your your weapons are dealing the same amount of damage because they don't have more health. Right. However, if you run into 10 dregs and they're all dealing more damage to you, you have to analyze your situation a little bit better. You're still equally as powerful in terms of your weapon damage. So, you know, enemies aren't going to feel bullet spongy, but enemies are going to be more of a threat to you. Snipers are going to be, you know, dangerous because it's like, okay, I need to prioritize snipers because they can one-shot kill me. Maybe not in strike, you know, like common content, but in higher level content, you know, you need to pro uh, prioritize your enemies and play safe. Weapons still do the same damage. You're still equally as powerful as you were before, but now the enemy's power has been brought up to match yours. And I think that would be a better way to increase the difficulty over. So you're saying make, a, make the enemies glass cannons? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I would really wouldn't even say glass cannons, like re revert their health back to the way they were last season, 
give them increased damage. Not to the point where like you're getting one shot by everything, but mm. to the point where you know if you're if you're taking on you know a group of four or five vandals or like you know seven or eight dregs, they're gonna cut through you if you don't play carefully. You know, let's say okay, like hey, I got a grenade here. Throw a grenade, it instantly kills all of them. Perfect. You use your grenade to combat that scenario. That feels really imbalanced, though, because like you're saying, like if 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 I can one punch a drag, a dra- like a drag should be able to one punch me versus so not, like not yeah. not not don't bring the damage up that much. Like that would be. the metaphor might be wrong, but I was like, that's what it kind of sounds like. Is like I, if I can like punch it and kill it, it should be able to like punch me out or bring me to low health, like. So if the health bar is the same, it should be able to put out more damage. It feels like very imbalanced. Is I think that's the word I'm looking for. It feels imbalanced. So the reason the reason why I actually bring that up is because if you think of a bunch of other games uh, that have, you know, varying degrees of difficulty, you know, for like you know they got the you can start easy, you can start normal, hard, whatever. Um, they often have scalers where you do more damage. Okay, uh, you know, one of the things that comes to mind, I know, I know I'm going to get hate from somebody because I'm going to compare Destiny to Fallout. Okay, okay. they're not the okay. same games, but in, in, in Fallout, if you're playing in, uh, was it survival mode? Mm. Everything, every damage that's dealt, whether it's by you or towards you, deals more damage, right? So, you could, in theory, be walking around as a glass cannon. Like, yeah, like, you know, like, you, the player, can come across a, a Deathclaw, for example. And, yeah, that Deathclaw is probably going to walk up and one-hit you if you're not careful. But also, if you've got a, a minigun, you can shred that dude down really quick. I mm-hmm. think something similar in Destiny should be brought forth to the table. You know, like I said, well, you know, me, the... the... Let, me, let, me, let me try and, like like get this right here so what you're saying is basically almost like a single a single drag isn't going to do much to you no regardless it's still going to be you know you know you you can kill pretty easily what you're Mm -hmm. saying is like when it comes in you know groups yes density mini horde mode exactly in terms of density you know, that's whenever things get more threatening. Because yeah, ob- the more there are, the more damage they do to you. Exactly. You know, like, like obviously, like the red bar enemies, kind of. Yeah. Thing. Exactly. Like obviously, like uh, you know, a vandal shouldn't be able to snipe you and then melee you and you die. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that, but if you're in a situation where you walk into like the glassway, uh, there at the end of that, uh, you know, right before the boss room, there's that pit. When you get to the end of that pit, I think there's a total of six vandals that are sniping at you. Yep, you're right. Yep. <laughs> And of course, of course, in Grandmaster content, it's that's a death sentence if you don't take him out. Oh yeah. Even in even in regular content, instead of increasing the Vandal's health, require players. Okay, like I can kill him pretty easy, but I need to watch my six. I need to make sure that I'm I'm you know carefully angling myself so I can take him out one or two at a time, and not get sniped by four at a time because you know four sniper shots should kill any so guardian. In my do opinion. That in the Avalon mission right now. That's correct. Yeah, exactly. When you you get to the puzzles and you have to shoot the confluxes, there are every single time you finish a puzzle, there's four hobgoblins that are coming in and sniping. So you have to prioritize killing off the hobgoblins first 
before yep. you do anything else to deal with all the rest of the ads that are around you. Exactly. Because you know, guys, there's no angles where you can hide from <laughs> any of them. Ex so exactly. And like, I, I think especially the, the Avalon mission is actually a great example. Like, the legend i don't know if y'all have attempted the legend version i have not yet okay. i need to let me tell you something that is i guarantee you that is one of the hardest things that you can do in this game the enemy density is so thick and you are you are not a glass cannon you're just the glass part of the glass cannon you know, if, if, if enemies if enemies had their health change back so that they you know the red bars didn't have as much health the yellow bars didn't have as much health it would feel easier but it would still have that difficulty challenge to it you know hey we've got to play safe because there's you know six minotaurs coming at you right we use grenades we need to use supers we need to use our kit we can't just use guns or we have to use heavies to clear them out but at the same time like it doesn't feel like you know now if you do it you can throw like oh i'm gonna throw a, a, a you know a what's it called shackle grenade and shackle them all you can shackle them all but your weapons can't kill them fast enough for they're unshackled you know, and, and I think that that's normal. I have to, I usually have to, you know, eat my grenade, throw my super, and immediately heal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because I run infinite, uh, I run infinite threadlings. So, oh, yeah, even, let's go. That's fun. <laughs> that, that first puzzle area on normal, I'm having to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to kill as many ads as possible. Oh, yeah. So I can then, you know, so that way I don't have to worry about anything while I'm focusing on those hobgoblins up above. Yep. That's, yeah. That, so, that's... like, I feel like the biggest thing that I've started to understand by sitting here and listening to this is Bungie sort of tried to give people a Dark Souls experience. And I don't mean like, 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 like as like the, the metaphorical Dark Souls experience. If you actually sit down and play Dark Souls, and you go through and beat the first version of the base game. There's a thing called New Game Plus. When you go into New Game Plus, things are scaled up. Everything hits harder, and you and you dish out less damage. So mm -hmm. they started to take. And each time you go to the next New Game Plus, like you can go like to like New Game Plus thirty. It mm -hmm. keeps raising the bar, and and it, or even if you summon somebody to your world, it makes the enemy's health bar thicker and makes things tougher and whatnot. I think that's what Bungie tried to harness was sort of the from software method here. And I think they sort of got it right to a certain extent, but I think over across the board, people aren't just aren't really satisfied with it. They like, they wanted the difficulty to rise, but then they're mad that it, it's, it's, it's almost too high for them or not what they expected it to be. Or they, well, I, they just they, they got their privilege checked, and it's like I understand yeah. certain like 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 how you're saying like you got to like take your time because people thought they could just bum rush through content and have no consequences, <laughs> and 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 then they they got their privilege checked. They had to start well, going back through. Pie. Yeah, like they got the humble pie. They, they had to sit there and like figure it, it out. They don't, they don't like the like fact it. they have to work for it, and like yeah. that's what you're seeing across the board is people like not happy about it. And like to, and like you actually have to build craft. You can't just walk in into a strike with a cost off and think you're gonna get out scot free. You actually have to like work for it. And it's like I think people are just salty at the fact that they have to actually work for it. And and I, I've said it multiple times on the show before. Get good is not part of my vocabulary. I'm saying you actually have to try 
and oh, people yeah. are frustrated. They actually can't just turn their brain off well, and just and just do whatever they want. And you know what? That that ties exactly back into what I was talking about earlier. You know, with Gallahorn's nerf way back in D one, like players, they get acclimated to something being you know the standard, and when you change it, then they throw a big fit about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why you know I was pointing out on the forums like all these people complaining are hardcore players. They're not actually quitting. They just like they just need a chance to vent and get their dramaticness out. Because here's the thing: at the end of the season, everybody is going to be acclimated to the difficulty. Exactly. And and if people, if 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 hardcore players are actually quitting the game, I don't think it's because of difficulty. I think it's because uh, there's there's other reasons why they might be quitting. Honestly, you know? yeah, you're kind of right. So like, I think that, I think that was a, like a great way to kind of like push everything to the forefront. There is just getting people to understand that you actually have to put a little bit of hustle to it and understand that there's more to it than just brain dead through it. If you're, if you're trying to brain dead this content, then you got to like check your understanding at the door and start to relearn the game. Now, granted, do I think similar to what, and we're going to talk about this next week when it comes to PVP, um, similar to what Bungie is introducing for trials when it comes to um, the system of, Let's have a lower pool for newer players that should be introduced for like, because taking away the like adept version of Nightfall might have been a mistake, but like there should be a track or a specific locked setting for newer players before they get dragged into harder content because they're going to get their butts handed to them it, like over and over again to the point they don't want to play the game anymore. If they do that now granted i think a similar situation has happened recently with contest mode or the raise of the difficulty like i'll go back to the dark souls metaphor where you see people trying to go down to an area of the game where they're not supposed to go yet because it's an open world and like like there's people who, who will try to go down to the to the uh like to the crypt before they're, they're supposed to the catacombs mm-hmm. and they get they can start getting one shot and they're like I'm not supposed to be here. And they, 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 they go the other path. I feel like Bungie needs to do a better job of explaining the new player system and stop leaving it to the YouTubers and the content creators to guide people on that. Granted, yeah. we can do that to a certain extent, but like the, the default shouldn't be go look up an Astacross guide. It should be Bungie tells you, hey, this is what you need to do to, to accomplish this certain thing. And then that's kind of why people have been upset about the guardian rank system is because it doesn't really incentivize you or, or reward you for helping new players because everyone's sort of in rank six, seven, eight, nine right now, where it just tells you to, to complete a certain amount of nightfalls or a certain amount of, of crucible or whatever, or kill a certain amount of champions or whatever. And then you're done. It's not about helping people or doing anything like that. I, I think I saw in Dado's video, he was like, he has to beg people for accommodations of a certain degree and, and like rank 10. And I'm like, that shouldn't be what we're doing here. There should be a way to guide new players so they're not getting their butts kicked. And then for like longstanding players or people who've been playing the game more than six months, you should be comfortable with this new system, in my opinion. Granted, on day one, did it kind of kick me in the teeth and make me go, go reallocate myself? Yes. Well, because I wanted to like, because I wanted to brain dip through and, t- and test out the new bow, and I got I got my butt kicked a little hard. <laughs> so now we're going in with the new system, new stuff, and I think 
by like next season, I think people will have adjusted. But that's just me. I actually I, I agree with what you said. I mean, I think that it's, it's it makes sense to have Bungie guide new players better than uh, than what YouTubers are doing. You know, and I can say this, and it's not suicide because uh, <laughs> I don't make guides and stuff on YouTube. But um, yeah, I agree. Well, and like, um, like the, there is that there is that divide that I think you talked about recently, where people think that like, uh, like you, like YouTubers and whatnot are hypocritical or feed into things. Like, oh, they're mad about the immortal when they told everyone to go get the immortal. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. those kind of situations that are happening right now when there's some people who don't even know who Bife is. There's some people who don't even know yeah. who Astacross is. And they don't even know how to make a build or anything like that. There, there's still people who don't read the TWAB. I, like, I was talking to someone in our clan day who didn't know that uh, Trials was getting reworked because he didn't read the TWAB. And I'm like, why don't you read the TWAB? I just, don't. I'm like, you, you gotta read the TWAB, dog. You gotta know what's up. Like, you have yeah. to know what's going on. Otherwise, you're not gonna have a good time. Notes too, yep. all that kind of stuff. That's why I like retweet the patch notes the way people understand what's going on. Because if you don't know what's going down, you're gonna get frustrated. Like, there's still an issue where the dang winter bite is busted and Bungie can't seem to get a grip on it. <laughs> right? So, so it's just like I think there needs to be a little bit more effort put in by the casual audience, but also there needs to be an understanding from the rest of the player base that you need to put effort in if you're going to survive this new system. Now, are there outliers like the Mars Battleground? Yes, we we, we very much have made that clear. <laughs> but like, it, overall, I think the difficulty system right now is just decentivizing people from speedrunning content and they're salty about it. Like, there were yeah. people mad that you couldn't speedrun Master Keitel. And I'm like, you weren't supposed to speedrun Master Keitel. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bud. Yeah, you're you're literally in like a point one percent of players that can do that. Like, you can chill, right? So, yeah. The, 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 yeah. So, in terms of difficulty, and this is going back a little bit, but I definitely feel like this made the game made the game harder. What are y'all's thoughts on the nerf to divinity that came? What was it like two or three seasons ago? Tower, you go first because I have thoughts. Honestly, <laughs> as a as primarily the div bitch in raids i didn't really see much of a difference she still bubbles she still causes chris she still gets the goddamn mm -hmm. damage done she mm -hmm. still does work and i'm fine with it because like i said i don't really see much of a difference i mean if people are upset about it you know, as long as they've got valid reasons, you're absolutely valid to to be upset about it. But like, I'm I'm still gonna run Div and raids. <laughs> I'm still gonna help my team mm -hmm. get that damage done because honestly, Div is one of the ways in which I feel most viable as someone who is you know not very confident in raids. Yeah. If I can, if I can help my team out by helping them get more damage on a boss and do it with Div and do it well with Div because I really do well with Div, um, you know, not not trying to gas myself up or anything, but like, so you're like pretty said, good Div, 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 Div,
I am your div bitch. I will yes. always so, be your div bitch. Do you tap oh. fire? Oh god, yeah, of course. Okay. You have to tap fire. Anyone, <laughs> anyone, anyone who does not tap fire is insane. To needs to, need to go re- no no they need to go into a freaking like lost sector or whatever and they need to learn how to tap fire because yes. it is the only way to conserve ammo <laughs> so <laughs> when, 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 when the div nerf first was announced i was very much like why like i i don't see a point i don't see like there was a reason behind it. I think it was very overblown. I think yeah. Bungie chose a very poor time to do it because Salter Grabber was bitching about it and people <laughs> found a target to, 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 to target him about it. And that sucked. Um, I do think what a lot of what a lot of Salter Grabber says is overhyped and he needs to sit, to sit the fuck down. Um, that's just my two cents, and I, I've, I've said before, if he wants to come on the show and defend that standpoint, you're more than welcome to. I will be very courteous to you because I have a lot to say in regards to how you view the game. But oh my gosh, th- yeah. because <laughs> and because let, 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 let's keep it a buck fifty. Well, does not need to be nerfed. But in terms of div specifically, when it was first coming out, my biggest concern uh, with, with the nerf was if they nerf it too much, it's going to make Garden irrelevant. It's going to make Garden have no re until they make Garden weapons craftable. No one will ever set foot in Garden again. <laughs> um, but the, what they've done with it is still make it viable. But in reality, they really didn't do a whole lot with it other than make it less easy to just demolish a boss. Like you saw a drop in people just one phasing things like um uh like um freaking war priest nezarek like war priest like you actually have to start thinking outside the box and start using tethers and different things like that you couldn't just rely on div to carry you through the content so from that angle i very much think bungie hit the nail on the head with what they wanted to do which is reintroduce other methods of things but on the other hand of the topic of div i straight up told people from jump if they nerfed Div into the ground, y'all did raids before Div. Y'all have y'all have me running up with tempered metal and doing stuff. Like you you had tractor yeah. cannon, you had things to do before mm-hmm. Div. So I don't know why y'all complaining when we did the raid just fine beforehand. So I was very much in the middle where I was hoping it wasn't too extreme, but even if it was extreme, we survived before it. <laughs> I am definitely with you on that. Absolutely on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. See, my thoughts initially, I was initially, I was kind of, I, I was, I was upset about the div nerf. Uh, not for a personal reason, but because divinity is one gateway that casual players can use to actually beat bosses because if you take if you take if you take a team of very casual players and they hop in you know a raid they're not going to be one phasing a boss even with divinity okay they're not going to divinity makes it easier more accessible hell think about rolk i'm sure i'm sure everybody can agree rolk without divinity would be a, a freaking nightmare that would be horrible 
that would be a that would be a madhouse. Okay. Yes. Nezarek without Div. Nezarek with Div is difficult. Yes. Nezarek without Div uh-huh. would yes, be yes. insanely, insanely difficult. Okay. And so my initial thoughts on the Divinity nerf was like it's not it's not fair to the casual player because they're having, you know, something that makes content more accessible to them taken away. Yeah. Then that then the nerf happened. It, 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 you know, it would have been out for a few months, and I reevaluated my thoughts on that, and I was like, you know what? Actually, no, I take back what I said. Like divinity being nerfed, you know, yes, it does suck for like casual players, like they can't do it as easily. But divinity is still the best option for DPSing uh, in terms of a debuff. You know, it's it yeah. gives you free crits. Like not only does it give you the damage boost, but it counts every shot as a critical. Mm-hmm. You know. It, what it happened makes... with Thunderlord? Thunderlord came out of the woodwork and did work. Oh my god, I used Thunderlord yes. to kill Rolk, uh, not Rolk, uh, what's his name? Nezarek for the first time. Man, Melt. I put on double, I put on double arc surge. I didn't realize, I guess, I don't think anybody on my team had uh, the double arc surge. Because like, I had like 1.5 million more damage than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Than like, mm-hmm. the next highest person on the team. And they're like, oh my god, what were you using? I was like, I was using Thunderlord. And they're like, there's no way I was using Thunderlord too. I'm like, did you have double arc search? Oh <gasps> no, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> hey, you see it, you have to think outside the box. But uh again, Thunderlord, why was it good? Thanks to Divinity. Okay, Divinity still sees major usage because it, it allows for that ease of use in the game. And so I think that the Divinity nerf was ultimately warranted at the end of the day like yeah. even though like people complain but that's you know that that ties into what we had talked about earlier like people are gonna complain about things to complain about things yeah. they're gonna complain about divinity being nerfed they're gonna complain about difficulty being nerfed or or uh, what's hot right now uh starfire protocol is gonna get nerfed at some point and i mean I, said it I, I, I i'll be the first one to say it like i said in the last episode the whole re- the only reason why people thought the day one raid was easy was because of Starfire Protocol. If oh, Starfire yeah. Protocol wasn't the way it was, people would not have thought the day one raid was that easy. I, I mean, I'll be yeah. the one to say it. I'm I'm surprised they hit uh they hit Heart of Inmost Light and not Starfire. Mm-hmm. In, in some way. Because that, that that blows I'm like, yo, Bungie, like how? Like Starfire Protocol Warlock build is so strong. It's so right. strong. Like every streamer who I, I I popped in to see, you know what builds it got. It was it was Starfire Protocol. Was like like, oh like it was like when you watch um the Heart and the Paint Day One team, they straight up when you when because like there were there was people who were stuck in the Planet Room for hours, hours. <laughs> like my team still was stuck in there for like four hours. And then you watch the Heart and the Paint video, they were almost a full team of of Starfire Warlocks just nuking everything from suborbit, just throwing grenades and destroying everything. And you would look at their stream and like nothing was in the boss room. Nothing was in the arena whatsoever. And it was like, did you break the game? Did you do something about like, no, we we just threw grenades on everything. And it was like, wow. So you just trivialized the entire encounter because you had a broken build. So it it makes you wonder if Starfire wasn't in the game, how long would it have taken people to beat that raid? Exactly. You know, and and, and of course, we know how it's going to play out. Bungie's going to say they're nerfing it, and people are going to be mad. They're going to, people are going to, to be frank here, utterly lose their shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. 
it's inevitable and it's also it's life i mean titans i i remember when they caught when they when they nerfed hard in most light you know and they announced they were nerfing it you know the forums were flooded with titans this is bs like this is the only thing that made it fun okay is it really the only thing that made the game fun you mean you, well, you mean, and i just me. said it I made a TikTok that went, that went, like, went like freaking viral about it because I was the one that straight up said, if you take away like G- uh, GX Decline and his bonk build, if you take away like like Harder Than Most Light overall, if you take away Synthos Steps and the Broken Bonk build and Harder Than Most Light, what do Titans have? Thunder Crash? And even then, that's still not great for, for high-end PvE because... You're gonna you risk yourself dying when oh, you yeah. fling yourself at high end bosses. <laughs> a bear shield with a Ursa Furiosa is like it. A light, like if you're not running Ursas or like now you can run Stasis for everything because Stasis Titans gonna be broken for GMs this season. I'm calling it. Um, like literally, there was there's nothing for Titans because they refused to buff certain exotics. Like Eternal Warrior, Hollow Fire Heart. Like Hollow Fire Heart's seen a little bit of play right now because of the Firebolt, but otherwise, Hollow Fire Heart's garbage. Like, there's so many exotics that are sitting in people's vaults or in collections that mean nothing because yeah. Bungie refuses to do anything. Yeah, I have I have three whole videos about all of them. You do, you really do. They don't even get started on the new Titan pants for frigging Strand. What do they do? Oh my gosh. They give me oh. two more Strand waves on my barrier. That's nutty. Right. That's, yeah. not, that's, that's not strong. Hell, even the freaking um, what was it? Um, Kefri's horn. I saw someone in Iron Man today running Kefri's horn and actually killed a couple of people. And I was like, wow. So Strand made Kefri's horn viable for five minutes. It took a whole expansion and a new subclass to Wait. make Kefri's horn viable. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Tower, are you saying that the the new Titan boots are are not good They're or not viable? No, they're not viable. Are you all, so, that, no, okay, okay, okay. I have okay, to, okay, okay. Listen to me. Listen, listen <laughs> I have to, to respectfully disagree. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> they don't do shit except give me two more waves to my barricade. What the hell is that gonna <laughs> oh, do? Okay, so, hold on, hold on. Before we continue this, we're, we're gonna wrap this episode <laughs> up for you can <laughs> Wait, hang on. Well, but like that way we can like we can go bitch about this at Iron Banner as a team. But um, don't uh, like don't forget, folks. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, all those great places. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at Cosmodrome Radio. And um, the, the worm. What since you are our guest, what is your closing statement for this episode? Um, thank you for having me. I do really appreciate it. Uh, it's been great. Talk destiny with like-minded individuals. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I really do appreciate y'all having me, and uh, hopefully, uh, we can do another one in the future. Most definitely, you're always welcome to come back. Um, apparently, uh, you and Tower are about to fight about some pants. Um, Tower, other than pants, what is your closing statement? God damn, you're gonna turn me into destiny the meme now. Is that what it is? I mean, you 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 already curb stomping people on Twitter, so now it's pants. So. People, anyways, my final word is just just fine-tune the difficulty, Bungie. Please bring it down a little bit more. I'm not saying bring it down to like you know 1750 or whatever. You know, 1810, that's fine. <laughs> Especially for legend stuff. Like make it viable for people like me who are who, who are more casual and have a difficult time getting their power up. You know, 
we 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 gonna talk about that. We gonna work with you on that. <laughs> well, I shouldn't. I I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. You know, basically doing contest mode in a legend law sector. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. Um, my, my my closing statement is to all those who have Vietnam War flashbacks, hearing um the immortal in your sleep. <laughs> I am there with you because I all I hear this week in tr- both in trials and in Iron Banner is the sound of the immortal, and then when I go to bed, all I hear is the sound of the immortal. Um, and to all those using um, the immortal in in uh Iron Banner right now, um, you will taste my Wither Horde and you will like it. Um, because I will guild my seal for the third time this weekend, and I don't care what anyone says. You will not stop me with your stupid SMG that has more range than God. Um, but that, uh, but we will catch you folks next week on on Cosmodrome Radio, and we will see you star side. Peace out.